0: Get out of here, Dewey. What are y'all doing
1: in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit. You're smoking reefer?
0: Come on, Dewey. Join the party.
1: No, Dewey. You don't want
0: this. Get out of here. You know what? I don't want no hangover. I can't get no hangover. It doesn't give you a hangover. Well, well, I get addicted to it or something? It's not habit-forming. Oh,
2: okay. Well...
1: I don't know. I don't want to overdose on it. You can't OD on it. It's not going to make me want to have sex, is it? It makes sex even better. Sounds kind of expensive. It's the cheapest drug there is.
0: Hmm. You don't want it. I think I kind of want it.
1: Okay, but just this once. Come on in. Yeah.
3: It's the Guns Radio Podcast coming to you live, hopefully in your house, via gunsandradio.com. And as always, I'm Dustin Bones
1: and I'm Chris Caputo. Welcome to episode 36 of the Guns and Radio Podcast and. A very special one. <laughs> Happy 420. To, uh, blaze it and praise it, you know.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's that we're time up, of yeah. year again.
1: Damn right, 420. The St. Patrick's Day for a Mary Jane. <laughs> <again. laughs>
3: and as uh, we're the whole gang's here today, because Dan's back once again from the What the Famicom podcast.
0: Get mm-hmm. that guy out of here, Mister Security Man. Get that guy out of <laughs> here. <laughs> Uh, I was really excited to say that. Um, yeah. Oh, I'm glad to be back. I love a special 420 episode. Mar- I'm super psyched about this. Marijuana. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
3: We're going to talk about marijuana, Guns and Roses, and things that are uh, related to uh, marijuana. That band and stuff. In just a moment here, but uh, <laughs> let's let's take a break. It feels like a yeah. Here's a commercial <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that was maybe our longest intro yet, or was it? Or did <laughs> yeah. I just get sidetracked? Yeah, <laughs> I think I just got sidetracked. Marijuana. Uh, <laughs> so we all we all know what today. Is. <laughs> hmm. Okay, we're going to rely on our old notes here, a little more than more than usual. We
1: got plugs and stuff to do. Yes.
0: Luckily, Dan's here to keep us on track. That's uh... I mean, I'll try to. I mean, but uh, <laughs> you got your notes. I don't have any notes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, what were we talking about? Plugs. Chris, plugs. this is your job. You do this yes. part.
1: All right. I got a couple shout outs to uh, give out. Uh, just a couple shout outs on Instagram. First to at Guns N Roses every fucking day. All one word. <laughs> Literally I was like I like the username, so I just shout them out. So shout out to you at Guns N Roses every fucking day. And then uh shout out to uh, another person who recently followed us on Instagram at Guns N Roses Vienna. So this is the Austrian fan club, I guess. Oh so that, okay. Shout out That's Austria. where that is yeah. Shout-out to Vienna. <laughs> shout out to Europe.
0: Woo!
3: You guys rock. A couple,
1: yeah. a couple of Thank
3: you for being so. with us too during this.
0: They're, they're like a thousand times more famous in Europe than they are in America, right? Or Brazil? I'm thinking Brazil. The, what the whole country of Vienna? No, no. <laughs> like <laughs> Guns N' Roses for a period of time are like more famous overseas than they were over here.
1: Yeah, like if like I think like if you look really close into like their Spotify, like whatever, like plays by country it's like all South American countries
0: oh really wow. I never oh, noticed. I never knew you could check that
1: yeah there's a way I to do it I, forgot.
0: I didn't know you could check that
3: I just knew they were really popular there because of the people yeah. I've met at concerts like are from there mm-hmm. a lot of times was that it was that...
1: yeah I just had those two shoutouts uh,
3: there's something else I'm forgetting uh, what the Famicom, Dan's here so we gotta talk
0: about his awesome show Oh, us. yeah. Oh, thank you for that segue, Dustin. Um, <laughs> if anyone's this is the first time anyone's listened to me on the show, I've been on like five times,
1: four this or is five beautiful times. a time. Oh, lucky I number lost, five. I
0: will <laughs> Man Mom, um But I, I run a video game podcast. It's a gaming podcast for people that hate gaming podcasts. So we don't really stick to a set topic. We do, but we kind of like go off there a lot. And we kind of took a page out of your guys' book. You guys recently did a watch along with the motley crew movie the dirt right
2: yeah
0: so we took that idea and we realized like not a lot of people would do this idea so our next episode that we just recorded last night on releasing should probably be released by the time this episode comes out but it's a watch-along episode of the mortal Kombat movie so what we're doing is nice. to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the movie we're going to watch 25 minutes of the movie and talk over it like audio commentary so you can put on netflix and listen to our show while you're watching it
3: that's awesome that would be something fun for folks to do while they're uh, sitting at home can't go out yeah nowhere. everybody
0: everybody's fucking quarantined even Axel so if Axel hey if you're listening if you've never seen Mortal Kombat <laughs> put it on
3: you know we joke off. we joke about Axel Rose is not watching or listening to this podcast if ever there was a time uh, oh no <laughs> oh my god <laughs> he said Perfect. the song uh, that was not intentional by the way but <laughs> it works, and it's better than the it point I was really trying well, to make. So.
0: What else? Uh... Oh, oh, you weren't finished. Sorry. Uh, no, uh, I think I was. I mean, oh, cool. we, we, we did that, and we also released a quarantine episode. Because everything's shit going on in the world right now, as everyone probably notices right now, you're kind of either stuck in your home, or it's just scary outside. You don't know what you're doing. So we kind of made a, an episode just to poke fun of the fact that you're stuck in your house. So we made an episode about being quarantined, what video game character you would hate to be quarantined with. So we kind of just did like a 15-minute episode of like, just making fun of like, hey, you would have to be stuck in a house with a video game character. Who would it be? Ah, nice. Yeah, we kind of just, we didn't want to make light of what's going on, but,
3: you know, we
0: can't can't not talk about it. So we kind of just want to make people laugh during the shit that's going on right now.
3: Yeah, I understand that because... It seems as if Caputo and I make light of a lot of things just because of the unfortunate, uh... What's the word I'm looking for? Order that our episodes are coming in and how far back we've taped. Yeah. So, like, what you're hearing this week or what you heard last week and stuff like that was taped, like, what, two weeks ago? Yeah. Maybe three in some
0: cases. Mm -hmm. And, uh... So it's somewhat funny only because when I was listening to episode past episodes of your guys and I was catching up it was like I was from the future and I was feeling I was listening to you guys and you guys were like you know we don't know what's going on but like I'm still going into work and in my in the back of my head I'm like oh my god I can't wait to find out what what happens next episode I'm so scared <laughs> for them <laughs> cuz I'm from the future you guys are living in the past I'm like no <clears throat> In the next episode, you guys are like, oh, we have to work from home now. And I'm like, oh, my God, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there is, just so everybody
3: knows, there is, and hopefully we haven't had to use it by the time you guys actually hear this one. There's a plan in place for if one of us gets sick. We have levels of plans. So if Chris or I get sick, we kind of have a plan what we're gonna do
0: next Mm -hmm. i just thought of an idea if i get sick and i can't do my podcast what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna steal audio from your shows that i was on and make it look like i'm interviewing you guys
1: (laughs) yeah that works yeah that's (laughs) fine with me
0: so i'm gonna i'm just gonna put my introductions first and then it makes it seem like i'm talking to you guys about a song it's perfect (laughs) nobody will know unless they hear this (laughs) You said that you had a fun story related to the theme of today. Theme of the episode is, of course, four slash twenty, which is code for—I don't need to say what it's code for because we're all adults here. Marijuana. But I've only had—I'm not an avid person partaker in that uh, marijuana. Those numbers, but I've only had one occurrence, and it sticks with me because it's hilarious and only makes me look bad. So one time, I live in—I live in South Philly. And a friend I know lived in Lake Tahoe, and he sent over brownies that were, of course, uh, laced with oh, a certain kind of thing. marijuana. <laughs> I've never done anything. I had two days off from work. The next days, I lived with a bunch of friends. We were just like, you know, what? If there's any time to do it, I have two days off. If I'm, you know, if anything happens, I can just sleep all day. So, I don't know anything about it. This was maybe like five years ago. I'm gonna be honest, five or six years ago, I eat okay. like a good quarter of a brownie. You probably shouldn't have done that. Yeah. It takes a little while, it takes a little while and I'm like, okay, like I don't feel anything. And then all of a sudden I started noticing my friends laughing at me. And I think it's probably because they were getting into it too, but I started feeling weird because I started getting paranoid cuz I felt like I had to poop. <laughs> and I thought they were laughing because I was like they knew that. So I was just sitting there all paranoid and I thought I was pooping myself.
2: Holy shit.
0: And I actually thought I was legitimately poop myself and so what i do is i got up really slowly went to the steps but went up my steps backwards because i was afraid that i pooped myself and there was just poop all over my pants for some reason i obviously don't know how this works so it's the first <laughs> time i'm experiencing it so i walk backwards up the steps go in the bathroom and i'm like oh my god like my brain is going on fire i'm like i'm about to drop my pants and there's gonna be shit everywhere i drop my pants i was like there's nothing i'm like okay there's probably shit in my boxers i'm scared i I don't even want to look I drop my boxers there's no shit and I just sit on the toilet for like I think I pass on the toilet for the rest of the night I think somebody <laughs> came in and wound up getting me but I was so sure that it was like all down my leg and every and I told people the story and they're like what the fuck is wrong with you and I'm like Marijuana. I don't know I never want to do this ever again <laughs> the story is more nasty than embarrassing but <laughs> over time I'm just like I don't care to tell it because it's the one story I have so I'm just going to cherish it <laughs> <laughs> it's disgu- it's fucking disgusting like i'll just say that right now what adds to the what adds
3: to the story is when you give us the year uh that helps some people uh maybe in that community understand the potency that you are yeah, like <laughs> looking at yeah, exactly. at that time cuz that does change
0: like watching yeah. the stock market go up and down. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so let's just say I enjoy the numbers, I just don't enjoy the experience. Does that make sense?
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you, Chris? You got any fun stories about
1: marijuana? Oh, about partaking in the marijuana. In the devil's lettuce? Doing what they would call in the 50s, the reefer? <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Codenames everywhere. We're just dropping them. <laughs> but no, I do actually have like a, a fairly like... I guess it's embarrassing, but also, like, really bad Maryland. trip that I had. I want to hear it so bad. Yes. Yeah, it so it was, like, in high school. It was still, it was like, grade, grade 10, so probably, like, 15, 16 around the time. Uh, Just, just you know, we all, like, was at, like, a friend's house at the time, whatever. We all went to, uh, you know, go for a quote-unquote walk, and we just went to, to go, you know, Maryland. hit it a couple bombs, Maryland. whatever. What I didn't know is they put some fucking... Crazy fucking high power crystals in the bong I was smoking, and I felt that shit in two minutes.
0: Oh my god! Jeez.
1: Literally, I'm walking down the sidewalk, and I feel like I'm in the music video for Aha's Take On Me.
0: Like (laughs) I hear like
1: I hear like friggin' I feel like pages are moving. I feel like I'm walking through a scrapbook. Holy shit! So it's just (laughs) weird. I'm like, what the fuck is going on?
0: Marijuana. And
1: then like I don't know some like weird shit. I like. Probably threw up, God knows how many times, and I just crashed on the floor <laughs> oh <my center> <laughs> for the rest of the night. I was like my night. <sighs> I, oh, well, I don't remember huh? much of it, but it was, it was a bad trip. Yeah,
3: that is an unfortunate uh, circumstance there, bud. Yeah.
1: And since then, like I've like I, I literally, if I ever do partake in that, I uh, you know smoke and enjoy it, and that's it. And I feel more more relaxed that way.
0: You also want to make you want to watch to see who gives you this stuff too. That's oh, yeah. that's the big that's the big one. Uh,
3: well, that yeah. Too. <laughs> Uh, in an episode when I make the worst segues of all time, we are going to take a look at some of the worst Guns N' Roses uh, shows of all time. Because mm-hmm. before, if you listen to last week's episode, we <laughs> ranked what we felt were the best Guns N' Radios, Guns N' Radio, Guns N' Roses concerts of all time. And uh, this week, before the show, Caputo, Dan, and myself. We all threw in suggestions and came up with six shows that we believe uh, could possibly yield the worst of all time. And so we're going to rank them. Up first in the ring, we have the 2012 Hard Rock Casino Sirius XM broadcast. Now, they put out a DVD and... uh, this is one of mine the reason i nominated this one is because i think that you know they put out a dvd that time it took forever to come out you'd think axel would sound a little better in the edit
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> note <laughs> that took four years but uh uh that was that was not the case so live and if you thought that was bad live that night or not that particular night but on that residency they broadcast on Sirius X M from the hard rock Casino, you know they you thought they 've got people in the know that work in this place that could clean this up and make it sound presentable and you would we, think
0: you would think that right
3: yeah yeah you would mm-hmm. you would think, but uh apparently that 's not the case so for for a little while, the only real live recording I had of one of my favorite songs, which is there was a time, our subject matter for tonight, came from this show. And it could get hard to listen I, that's to. That's from
0: the appetite, the appetite from dem, appetite for democracy, right?
3: Yeah, at the at the Hard Rock Casino at the joint.
0: They just they just botched everything. I mean, I went to that show, one of those shows, and I enjoyed that time period. But they just botched that whole fucking time span of that tour, the residency, the DVD, like his vocal. Like I, I feel like everything revolving around that. Now that we are where we are. Mm-hmm. It's just sort of like weird to look back on. It's cool because we were getting something. Yes, agreed. I but... own the DVD. I still have it. I'm just like I'm never going to open it ever again <laughs> at this point. Yeah.
1: I mean, the sets then were like interesting too because it's like fucking everyone has a solo.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Literally I will like, say, oh.
3: <laughs> in person, that was my favorite uh, Guns and Roses shows
0: because they were more intimate.
3: Well, yeah, but I got to yeah. I had, I I knew people that I got to hang out with other people and, you know what I mean? Like, I had friends both in and out of the, uh, the camp. Okay. So, I had enough friends inside the camp that we got to go hang out after the shows and, uh, like, just walking around the casino, just chilling together and shit like that, like nothing big, but it was cool to get to hang out with those guys, like Bumble and DJ and just chat with them like regular ass people for, you know, a little while. And then, you know, like you, you go to all these shows, you see the same fans at most shows. So it was cool to know, uh, some of the people there and get, and when you're at a show at an arena, you don't have a bar to go to or a casino to play cards in and shit like that. So you really get to hang out with these guys like real friends would hang out and just, you know, you've got somebody to hang out with. So it was just, it was an all all around, uh, good experience. But that particular show, when I was at home listening to the bootlegs that I would get off of the forums, uh, it would get real hard to listen to. Now there's a fan mix out there, like how I'm sorry did that cleans them up a little better, Mm -hmm. but like Axel's vocals, uh, were pretty bad in that show, or so we thought at the time. Yeah. Like, I'm sure some of the ones I've heard recently, you could set this up against them, and I'd be like, oh my god, yes, give me this every time.
0: (laughs) 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 Give me that mustache any day.
3: Yeah. But the nomination (laughs) it's going up against is the 2017 Sirius XM broadcast at the Apollo Theater.
0: And Dan, this was your... uh, So uh, this was... My pick, because from what I remember, I and I, I wish I knew the exact date, but I, but it was aired on Sirius. It was at the Apollo. It was to celebrate. It was literally a concert to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Appetite. It either was the week of, or the day of, or you know, a couple days near the vicinity of the 30th anniversary. You got to think if there was any time to pull out something different, unique there's there's the time you're you're in a small club i mean i don't know how big the apollo is but you're you're not in a huge stadium um i remember listening to it i remember just like everything was fine about the show but that was the problem and that's the thing that pissed me off it was fine it was a normal guns N' Roses show and they acted as if it was not a big deal when it should have been so that was the issue i have like if i can go back and listen to it the thing that eats me up is the reason why I consider it a bad show is because of the uh, the legacy it should have had, the actual show. Right. So I'm just like, this is just a normal fucking show. It could have been 2012. It could have been 2015. It could have been any fucking year, but it was literally the 30th anniversary. You would think that they would do something, and they didn't. They barely talked. I think he barely – I think he, like, said one sentence
1: Hmm. Yeah, In, that,
0: the whole show, and then I like, think that's it. And it really pissed me off after I got done listening to
1: it. Yeah, I do. I do see like Dan's point on it about how like it was around that time, like the thirtieth anniversary of like App I think that was the box set didn't come out. I think till a year later. Okay. Pretty sure. Yeah. So that was before then, before we even knew of the whole like release of the box set, whatever, anything, and okay. then like. Yeah, they could have had something. You could even had like Steven Adler come and play a couple of songs. Yeah,
0: anything. Anyway, like, Anto nice. could have been like brought up a memory of thirty years ago and be like, hey, i something a funny story or something about Appetite's release. It could have been anything.
1: Yeah. Or they could you have know? done like Appetite front to back. Just like like at the start of the set. Or like, yeah. play or like just work some songs around and play like all of Appetite. Maybe not like from like start to end, but at least vary the songs throughout the set in a way that, like, they all get played.
0: So I found it. So the concert was on July 20th. Appetite for Destruction was released on July 21st. You're telling me you're not going to fucking do anything different than what you've been doing for the past two years, a year and
3: a half? To be fair, Chris has the final say, I think, would be a good way to go about this. But to defend my pick one more time, let me ask you this. Is it worse when they try and fail like they did with 2012, or is it worse when they don't try at all? And when they didn't try at oh, all, like to to the layperson, it would be just, hey, this is cool, it's Guns N' Roses. Oh, man, mm-hmm. listen to this. And they might not hear that they didn't really do anything special because they don't follow it like we do. So they be like, oh, they must have played Sweet Child of because it was the 30th
0: anniversary. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I think it's worse if they don't try at all. I think I think I guess in that case, the 2012 show they tried or you know the 2012 show they tried uh, they played twat right It probably didn't sound that great, but like you know what I'm saying they they put out a DVD like it wasn't great, but in 2017, like I feel like they I feel like they were still coasting and still are unfortunately on the thing that they did the one thing that they did try in 20 years, which is the reunion. they tried and they succeeded in the reunion. And that's the only thing they tried differently. Chris, what is your final
1: verdict? Because um, if, if I think we're going like worse, GNR shows based on performance and not like the sort of behind the scenes of it, I would probably go with that. The appetite for democracy,
0: yeah, as, I guess, like, yeah, it makes sense. above
1: because the Apollo is still like not a bad performance. Like Axel's good on a lot of those songs.
0: I love but, yeah. his version of. So I have i've listened to him numerous times the chinese the version of chinese democracy and better from that better show was
1: really good. I love from that show yeah
0: and i think they were so awesome but but it they don't supersede the fact that i should have gotten more i feel like but i agree with your yeah. decision
3: all right so up next in the arena san francisco 2006
1: guns and roses at the warfield in san francisco and it was like the first show in 13 years in the San Francisco area. In fact, Guns N' Roses played there. Um, so uh, already off to a great start. Actually started two hours late and then opened the show by firing off massive pyrotechnics and explosives. That was three years after the whole Great White incident. Oh. Literally yeah. doing the same thing at like a, a different club, a much smaller club. Like, don't be firing off pyrotechnics in a fucking intimate theater. I'm not yeah, gonna right.
3: blame Axel for that,
0: though. He don't flip the switch.
1: But I mean, like, he controls enough of it to like. Yeah, say he's actual
0: fucking Rose, and <laughs> and the thing yeah. that with Great White happened. He reads the news, I'm assuming.
1: Yeah, but then yeah. again, that just, <laughs> well, that's his, true. We
0: don't know that he does. Yeah.
1: <laughs> his management team in 06 were kind of fucking retarded. No offense. Yeah, they give him a
0: newspaper, but everything's redacted, so he can only read certain things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
1: It's yeah. just the funny pages. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then going on from there, six songs into the set, Axel stop as band stop playing during we're halfway through Sweet Child of Mind just so we can get Security to kick out some dude who flipped them off. Axel rose everyone. Yeah. No. <laughs> Sounds so and loud then just out, of, out of character.
0: Get that guy out of here. <laughs> he would never do
1: that. And then it goes downhill from there. So basically Axel's sitting at the piano right before he's about to do November. He's just like, whatever, noodling shit out there for about five minutes. Then he throws another tantrum uh, at one of the sound engineers. He removed his in-ear monitor pack, hurled it at the fucking dude, and raided him for ruining the show. And the last sentence here is pretty scathing. The guy said, still, for a show riddled with tantrums and even the threat of being burned alive, the most disappointing funny thing about it was having to see a guy named Bumblefoot try to fill in for Slash. Oh my god. That's oh. hateful. That's bad. <laughs> I don't agree with that, but like I just had to throw it in there because that's
0: just. God, I love Bumble. Man. I like Bumble. That's a shame that he just got uh, thrown on the bus for something he didn't have control over. I know, right? Who yeah. would not take that gig? Yeah.
1: Because he yeah, doesn't wear a fucking top hat and a Gibson Les Paul.
3: Yeah. Dude, people need to just get the fuck over that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh my thought, uh I have in all fairness as far as quality goes, I have not I have not seen that show. Uh and in my opinion, can you imagine getting Guns N' Roses tickets and you got one of those shows?
1: Like come oh. on. <laughs>
3: come on. Like yeah. think, come on. Really? You would be disappointed if you got one of those shows? Mm -hmm. like especially if it's all the completion like if the show made it all the way through to the end or maybe like you know they cut it off right before paradise city like and you got that damn far Uh, mm -hmm. like can you imagine though like you were at that one and Mm -hmm. i mean everybody you know every time you go buy a gnr ticket some point when you're excited and you're thinking about Guns and Roses all the time, the thought crossed your mind that, ooh, what if it ends up being one of those shows? And did that not just kind of make it just a little <laughs> bit like, yeah, I might act like I'm mad to get my ticket money back, but that would be really cool. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on, have we not all? Am I the only one? <laughs>
1: yeah, no, I could.
0: What do you think, Dan? Um, I, it's weird because that was still the time period in which people should have expected that. Like, if somebody goes to a Guns N' Roses concert now, he's been great for the past, you know, almost five years. Going on time, his record is not cleaned, but he got a clean slate. I think Mm -hmm. back then, it was still up in the air. So, it sucked that that show happened, but it... But I don't know. did it he suck was, that the was, show he,
3: happened, or was the reporter just being more of a dick because Slash wasn't there? Because that it was, was, still... a combi-
0: it was a combination. So um, yeah, I would say more of a combination. So this this reporter is probably writing it like, oh my god, can you believe? So he was this reporter is probably like a hipster, early twenties year old kid who just wanted to make fun of old rock music. So it didn't help. So right. he probably wrote this thing like, oh my god, can you believe this guy like from the '80s acting like this? So that didn't help. But they're also Axel doesn't help because Axel does it. You know, yeah. so catch 20, it's a catch twenty-two. So you never know what to expect between the time period of eighty-seven to two thousand twelve. To be honest, uh, which right. is a big chunk of fucking time. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> I think yeah, it's a combination good. of the person writing the article wanting to make fun of Axel and getting his wish.
3: But now, in comparison to the two thousand twelve. Hard Rock Casino XM broadcast with what we know just from what we've heard about this article about 2006, which one of these two
0: is worse? Hmm. Because the one from the House the House of Blues one you were talking about, right? Yeah.
3: Uh, That's even a tough one for me.
0: Yeah.
1: That is tough.
0: I would say... I'm not... I'm gonna say the San Francisco one
1: is worse. Just word. because
0: it stunk. Because what year was that again? That
1: was 2006.
0: 2006. Yeah. Bumblefoot just got in the band. Yeah. Um, Axel just came back after four years of being gone. Right. Uh, I think maybe there was maybe there was a small amount of people that probably thought he changed. So for him to still act like a baby. I think that was a little much, especially for that age, yeah uh, mm-hmm. I would say the same I know I keep talking about the San Francisco one, but it's just there's just too much going against it. I would say the worst the worst show is the San Francisco one,
1: okay, yeah, I'm gonna go with that that's gonna be at our bottom the, yeah that's right. the top so far, yeah, yeah,
0: let's see up next,
3: we're going to compete with that with another time Axel got pissed off. And Dan, this is one of yours, uh, Dublin O2 Arena, and what we believe is 2010, from what I remember and what we could find on the internet. The exact year escapes me, but we chatted before the show and I knew which one you meant. And this is the show where Axel comes on stage, somebody throws a bottle, Uh, it used to be on YouTube, so you know what fucking
1: happened. Yeah, the purge. Yeah, and uh... Yeah, certain dickhead.
3: Yeah, fucking cunt. Anyway,
1: uh <laughs> Actually, I can confirm it was 2010.
3: <laughs> okay. Oh, good. really nice. Nice. Yeah. So, it's from an
1: article right now about it.
3: They basically come on, they play Chai Dam. I think during Chai Dam uh no, no, no. They got two or three songs in. I, I don't remember. What, well, okay, so it was Jungle then. So it was the second song at that time. Yeah. Uh somebody threw a bottle or something at Axel. And mm-hmm. Axel stopped the show and was like, Look, motherfuckers, don't do that again or we're going the fuck home. So they play a couple more songs and then somebody does it again and Axel goes, Alright, good night. We're out and then he walks off stage. Mm-hmm. And the people are pissed. And uh so the lights come back on and nobody leaves. Well, at first, people are pissed. So Yeah, that about- would be the too- minutes later uh, some woman comes on and like everybody I remember her exact words were if we could have a bit of hush please (laughs) 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 and uh, she says that that we're trying to talk to Axel and get him to come back on stage but if he does you cannot throw anything else or uh, the show will be over please refrain from doing that and uh, you know, basically, we're working on it. And then she goes away again. And then nothing happens for like maybe an hour. like a, was it a was it just one hour?
1: Yeah. So literally, an hour after they left the stage, they came wow. back and finished the show. But okay. by then, like so many people thought the concert was over and they fucking left.
0: Yeah, I would leave. I would leave too. I'm not fucking waiting around an hour. So and then, then Max... like,
1: oh shit, he actually was coming back. And then, like, they're barred from re-entering the arena. <laughs>
3: So then Axel comes back and he stands in one spot and uh, performs the show. And he Dana's, literally
0: just stands there with no emotion.
3: This was your suggestion, so I'm gonna let you. Uh, I'm gonna let you make the pitch for. Or would you rather hear my rebuttal first?
0: Uh, I mean, that's pretty much it. Like, you go to a Guns N' Roses show, you already lost, uh, like the Guns part. You already lost, like everybody except the lead singer. Because that was like everybody in the band from the 80s and 90s was just, you know, firing on all cylinders. So now you have these band members that you don't really know. But if you're at a festival, you don't give a fuck. You're drunk. So at least you want to see the lead singer of this guy that's been with the band for years. And you know he's a wild man. Like, even if he's older and even if he doesn't move as much as he used to, you just want to see him be a frontman. And for him to take that away from you, that's fucking insane. Like, that's one of the most diva insane bratty things I don't even you know I don't fucking care if he even listens to me say this I that was the biggest brat move I've ever seen him do because I've seen video of that and he stands there like a child in a corner and just sings right into the mic I think he like holds the mic stand too but or has his hands on his side and it was like the craziest fucking thing and I'm, I'm kind of glad that it's not online anymore because I would hate to watch it because that's the most disrespectful thing like to come on late that's disrespectful too but to come on late and then to perform like a maniac, that's one thing. But to come back out and kind of take away the thing that you're going to a concert for, which is a show, you know, everyone, he's just standing there. I think that's bonkers.
3: Okay, let me ask you something, man. Have you seen the footage?
0: I ha- I did, uh, like, years ago.
1: Yeah, okay. it's still on YouTube, I think. Oh, oh it, is it? I didn't know
0: it was still on YouTube. I didn't know I that. I think, okay. yeah,
1: like, Welcome to the Jungle is still on YouTube. Like, the uh, from that show, is still there.
0: Oh. Oh, okay. I, I've seen it, I just haven't seen it
3: in years. I want the whole thing, like if I can find it again, that would be cool to have. Let me tell you let me tell you I'm, I'm i uh you and I are on different teams on this one. Okay. Uh first of all, just to your point, I want to say that Guns N' Roses is falling apart. All you really have is Axl Rose. Yeah. And then you go to a show and Axl Rose acts like Axl Rose, the man you know and love.
2: <laughs> like,
3: yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> That's good point. We love yeah. Axel for a reason because he doesn't take any shit, and he doesn't take shit from anybody. But then he gave he gave that crowd a sec a third chance after he said he wouldn't. He still came back. and Had no obligation to actually do so. If there had been a riot, who gives a fuck? It's Dublin, which just fucking go back home and don't come back for a couple yeah. of years till they forget about it. You know what I mean? Like you still got the whole world to go to and not get arrested for what happened in Dublin, uh, but at the same time, if in my opinion that show when Axel did come back and he was standing in one place is one of his best vocal performances. Is it because uh, he's standing in place? Is it because like there's I a think of him broken legged this past dude, few years. I think so, but no, like weird. the quality of his voice is insane. Like, and it yeah. is so good that like it rewound the clock, even <laughs> for 2010 standard. Uh, all right. all, I mean, way, way back to some of the songs sounded the best they've ever sounded live of all time, to in my here's, opinion.
2: Here's
0: somewhat of a counter. St. Louis Riot. Axel throws his temper tantrum, jumps off the crowd, punches the guy, gets back on stage, storms out. Do you think it would have been better or worse if Axel came back, uh, instead of the St. Louis ride, came back after saying, you know, thanks to Laney Security, I'm going home, came back an hour later and stood there and sung. Do you think that would be better or worse? Well,
3: it depends. What if he stood there and sung and delivered the greatest fucking performance he'd ever done? Like, <laughs> yeah, think about it like that. That's the to do. Like, he may have not... He wasn't even intending to give his best performance. He was intending yeah. to get through it and go the fuck home because he was pissed. And then he gave his best performance on accident. <laughs> mm. Yeah. Like, that just shows the quality of talent. But also the, 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 the lack of control over it. Because had he had that much control in either direction, he would have been mm. able to stunk up to join if had he really wanted to.
2: Yeah, but at the same
3: true. time, the songs he's performing, I feel like, are important to him. And he's not going to butcher his work like that.
0: Well, here's a here's a more important question. Did they perform
3: The Seeker at that show? I'm 100% sure that they did not, because The Seeker didn't come into the set list until 2012.
1: Yeah, Dustin's correct. There was no Seeker. Oh.
3: Damn. So, by that standard... We can bump this all the way to the very bottom. Okay. Which is... Which which honestly is... uh, I don't think it's worse than the... uh, Right now, 06 San Francisco is worse. But I don't Mm. think... Did they play a whole set in 06?
1: Yeah, there was a full set, yeah.
3: Okay. Chris, I'll leave this one as your call... What do you hmm. think? Because we we've both given our impassionate. Uh, it's not. I think you should have the final call.
1: Okay. Uh, hmm. I'd probably put like right now is Dublin's probably like the worst right now.
3: The worst, so it's going at the very I would top, say.
1: just because like the whole whatever happened like in the shows, like the
3: the hour long like, gap in the yeah. List. Yeah. Okay, I can like, respect that okay. reasoning.
1: Yeah, like, I get why, like, Axel has done that stuff before, just, like, you know, for the safety of his own band and for safety of, you know, the fans there. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I do see how, like, a lot of people can see it as him coming off as, like, a, a prima donna or a fucking dickhead. Yeah. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, the way he does it sometimes, it's just like he just kind of sounds like a whiny bitch. No
0: and, like, yeah, you said that he gave his best, like, his vocal performance was amazing. Well, Sometimes sometimes for me that's not enough sure because sure. Yeah. So, i mean just sometimes, fairness, it's a very small percentage
3: just to make your point also i have said in the past the vocal performance doesn't mean shit to me at a show as much the only thing i give a fuck about when i go to a concert is if
0: i'm having a good time or not and you, yeah if you're having a good time seeing a show you know if like, they're putting on a show for you
1: we still got a couple more i think on our
0: yeah list. we have yeah. two more and Rio 2011
3: was the first live stream I seen in a while. And I had to work that day. And Rick was all like, dude, come on. Because I, I, I used to pick on Rick about it because I knew how big into it he was. And so Rick was all excited about this thing because Rockin' Rio is going to be on YouTube. First off, it was supposed to start at like 10. I had to work the next morning. So it's like midnight. Rick lived like I- 35 minutes from my house. Well, dude I didn't remember this. it started that late. I remember watching it. I didn't know it was 12. Yeah, dude. It hadn't gone on at 12. Holy shit. I went home. I was like, dude, I'm sorry. I can't stay here anymore. I got to go home because I got to go to work in the morning. And then I got home and I thought, okay, I'll check on it one more time before I go to bed. So I turned on the laptop just to see if it's come on yet. Uh, when it finally came on, because it was still live streaming, but they were waiting on Axel to get there. So they were oh, replaying. They were replaying bands that had either played earlier that day, or uh, the the previous day at the festival, if I remember that correctly. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Because all I remember is coming in and I saw the beginning, or maybe I fell asleep in the middle. But I saw the beginning of it, yeah. And then I, I think I woke up later, and it was like November rain, and Axel forgot all the words and stuff. And
1: oh, uh, it, it was a train wreck. This fucking show, man. Yeah, from, like, literally that was the from first the first time
0: estranged in a while right
1: yeah The only good thing about this show the first time estranged gets played since 1993 the only good thing about this show
3: damn and i think we can all agree because i think we've all seen
0: that one. Oh yeah i think oh, everyone yeah. on the planet's seen the memes
1: yeah Yeah. dude even I, bumblefoot himself even said in interviews like that was the worst fucking Russell show i've ever part of
0: did he really he said that
1: yeah he literally said that in an interview
0: did somebody did the reporter say like what's your most the worst experience
1: yeah and he say something that was it cause I'm, if you remember like during the welcome to the jungle solo he was trying to put on like a fucking stormtrooper helmet for some reason I do remember that oh yeah and then he fucks the solo up, and then he's like yeah I fucked the solo up." and then like all these Brazilian like South American fans on Twitter were like try, were like sending me death threats cause I messed oh up God, the jungle holy solo shit.
3: <laughs> yeah you can't fuck up Guns N' Roses in Brazil wow Dude,
1: yeah you can't fuck up the solos they'll, they'll crucify you
3: so what do you guys think is this worse than the Dublin Arena show Fuck yeah. Uh, yes. The final one stepping into the ring is the Bridge School benefit. Do you want
1: to talk about this one? I mean, it was like a it was like a benefit show. Like, it was a like Neil Young's thing for, like, I don't know, some some underprivileged kids. I don't know. I don't know exactly what the hell it was about, whatever. <laughs> but it was, it was like, a, okay, so it's was like, like, he has all these bands do, like, acoustic sets, whatever. So it was like, oh, sweet, GNR acoustic set. That's, like, a rare thing you see. Yeah. So I was like, whatever. And, like, it started off okay, but then, like, literally the second or third song in axel just like dying for some reason oh like he God. literally fucks up he literally confused the lyrics for welcome the jungle with you're crazy and it just gets worse and worse and worse from there so like you you just his voice like changes and it sounds like he can't fucking sing anymore
3: i think you could probably say you're crazy out of that show was a damn good
0: uh performance yeah. of that song
1: Good of that was pretty good. I remember
0: reading about it first and then seeing videos. I'm like, uh, I, I probably could only watch like one song. I'm like, all right, I'm done. Now, he did go to Jimmy Kimmel and
3: uh, about this time because I remember Jimmy Kimmel telling him, you know, something about like how he hopes he's doing okay with a strap throat. I believe personally that uh, the strap throat story might have potentially either been exaggerated or bullshit. I I've, yeah. had, I've had strap throat bef- strep throat before and um I don't know. I just something about that whole story I just didn't buy it like he fucked up the words. I mean mm-hmm. who cares? Why like,
0: I mean yeah, I mean, it is what it is, but also, like, I, if anyone's seen clips of Bridge Cool, I think they can agree with the assessment. It was a of, shitty
3: show. They know it yeah. was a shitty oh, yeah. show. And, but there was enough people looking at it because it was a charity case that... Or and charity. it was live-streamed, yeah. Yeah, yeah that,
0: so that's more eyes on you.
3: That I felt like they... I felt like that they felt like they had to do damage control on it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it was especially and, weird. Oh, though, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah, I think it's just weird in the fact that you kick off with "you're crazy" and it's a, a beneficial for children. Kind of like <laughs> you I mean, see like, all like, these five bombs, oh they all God, fucking I crazy. It's like, it's good, like what?
3: Yeah, you see all these little handicapped kids and stuff. Holy and shit! As the camera was panning over the audience, and you see all these little handicapped kids and stuff, and you hear, you're fucking
2: crazy.
1: I mean, it's great because like Guns N' Roses had too many guitarists, so like Bumblefoot was just like, "Here, let's drum my guitar, kids." <laughs>
3: That's also the night of the Chris Pittman towel thing
1: yes oh my <laughs> god I didn't
0: know that was the same night
3: that was really? the night that was the night Chris Pittman stole the show yeah
1: he stole uh, yeah, our playing, hearts like, for if fucking a tambourine in the show the maracas the towel for that
3: alone I have Salt to sugar. nominate that Rockin' Rio is worse yeah <laughs> cause at least if if nothing else if you put this show on mute and just watch Pittman and his towel you can enjoy <laughs> the
1: show Mother goose he, himself! You would laugh your ass off. I mean, but
0: now,
3: to that same, but just to be fair, to that same aspect, when it just comes to taking out music altogether and going with uh, purely visuals, Rock Rio twenty eleven with with that heavy downpour of rain mm-hmm. that was going on, that's reflecting off of the lights and hitting the cameras and stuff like that, made mm-hmm. for some of the most beautiful imagery. <laughs> I mean, most like, like uh... we've ever seen. Even though that may be one of the worst shows ever, like, if you watch uh, back when we used to could get on YouTube and make our own fucking music videos as fans, mm-hmm. uh, most of the time, a lot of people would pull footage from that show just because it would be beautiful. Like, you'd see, like, scenes, like, of the guitar, and you'd see, like, Axel standing there waiting... Uh, for his cue and stuff, but still like keeping that intense look on his face while he like surveys the audience and shit like that. Yeah. That yeah. kind of shit he does, and just that going on. Even though he's in a, a yellow raincoat and it's fucking pouring down rain, like with the lighting and stuff, that shit looks really cool. Like Axel looked cool at that show. They picked the mm-hmm. worst two camera angles that make him look fat for those fucking memes. But really, he wasn't that fat. Hey, at least no, he was prepared for the wasn't. rain, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck. That's uh, and the reason they say that he went on late was because uh, he had somebody had to fly out and get that raincoat. No way.
0: Is that true?
1: Uh, uh, that know. was a story like that, or something? Or it was a different show.
3: I, I could be wrong.
1: Yeah, I could no, be I don't wrong. Know, but there is something similar to that, like an actual story like that that exists.
3: Uh. Honestly, that kind of sounds like mm, it's probably bullshit, that story.
1: Yeah, plus I think with the weather, too, there's a lot of sound issues and, like, technical difficulties, so maybe that's why. So you can, were, excuse, like, that. you
3: can excuse a lot more. and Rio was a disaster because of an act of God. hmm Bridge, Bridge School Benefit was
0: a crappy was a disaster because of an act of Axel. Yeah. <laughs> Which sometimes they're the same thing. They're the same thing sometimes. <laughs> so
3: I don't know. What do you guys think? I can't it's this is a tough call for me. This I my tough. vote my vote is Rio. Uh
0: I would vote bridge school. Just because you've been singing these songs for thirty some years and you're messing up the lyrics. Yeah like you've been
3: you've i'm assuming
0: they've done i'm assuming they drank and dubbed drugs and stuff in their past and they've gotten concerts perfect so when you're this age and you're forgetting the words to songs you made you know 20 some years prior like i don't know dude he in rock and rio he forgot the
3: words to november rain
1: well yeah he was mumbling through them
3: the song that is his song, like, influenced by no one
0: else.
1: Yeah, like, he was the sole writer of that song. <laughs> yes. it's because It's because he was
0: focused on the actual rain, Dustin, all right? <laughs> it was raining, so he was like, I can't sing about rain while it's raining. It's weird.
1: <laughs> yeah, what is he, Prince? Yeah, yeah
0: because of the rain i looked forward to
3: november rain that whole set list i think i probably when i watched it back i think maybe i saw november i don't remember the we're talking about something happened fucking 11 what 11
1: almost almost 10 years ago
3: 10 okay so 10 years At least ago nine on. now yeah okay nine my bad i don't like math so what's nine
1: what's nine,
3: nine fucking years ago I don't fucking remember what order I saw this shit in, but I remember watching it from start to at least November rain and being so disappointed that, you know, <laughs> even that I sat through all this shit thinking, hey, it'll get better in a minute. They'll fix this teleprompter. Yeah. It'll be fine.
1: I would say for me, though, I would put Rio at the top because, like, Bridge School, at least it started out fine. And you can also say, like, It was, like, an all-acoustic show, and that's, like, something, like, Guns rarely ever does. You know, they did it a little bit while, when the Axel Rose and Friends days, they did, like, would do a secret acoustic show, like, every couple years or something. Maybe they did a handful of them, but, like, they weren't often, and you could, maybe Axel was off that day or something. But, like, Rio was from, like, start to finish just a fucking train wreck, and that's why I would probably pick it as number one.
3: All right, so here is our final ranking of the six worst Guns N' Roses shows of all time. Number six, 2017 Apollo Theater. Number five, 2012 Hard Rock Casino XM Broadcast. Number four, 2006 San Francisco. Number three, Dublin in the O2 02 Arena 2010. Number two, The Bridge School Benefit. Number one, Rock and Rio 2011. Uh that's our opinions on those shows. What do you guys think? Let us know on Twitter. Uh send us your thoughts and comments yep. on the on the matter. And yeah. uh we may come back and review uh what you guys think in a uh, future episode. So we got a lot to do in this episode. Yeah. I feel like too we're making up for some of the shorter episodes that came when we first uh found it's ourselves just, yeah. in, hey, our, in our
1: another Star Studded edition of Guns and Radio.
3: <laughs> fuck yeah we'll be right back right after this hey ma what in the fuck
1: are you talking right now
0: is this is about me cutting your balls off i wish you didn't smoke weed i wish you didn't shit in the house so much so uh, i guess we both got wishes right you're not the same when you smoke and i miss my friend
1: yeah well i miss my signed tom brady jersey you chewed up your little shit
0: i'll be outside
1: yeah and you're gonna be out there all night too
0: wait i don't even have a dog Holy
2: shit! I gotta call Tommy and get another half ounce. Fucking talking dogs.
1: All right, so this week's uh, shitty music video. Since the whole North America is like hyped about Tiger King on Netflix <laughs> and fucking Joe Exotic and fuck Carol Baskin, um, <laughs> I decided you know what? For a really shitty music video, you know, for those who watch Tiger King. You know, Joe Exotic has his fair share of interesting, uh, what you would call music, which he doesn't sing a fucking lick of, which is amazing. Really? Yeah. <laughs> so, like, literally, he, he paid people, like these uh, songwriting or performers, these duos, two guys, to basically write and perform these songs, like record them, whatever. And then he would basically, like, lip sync badly <laughs> in his music videos. And this is the very first one we're going to watch. So, it's going to be. So, th-
0: just to let you guys yeah. know, this is my first time ever seeing this guy in action I've only seen oh. the the picture of him with the tiger like on Netflix <laughs> and I've heard of the name I've seen the memes I don't care after everything <laughs> I've heard so this is literally the first time I'm going to see this I, I went into this expecting like a mockumentary
3: like something totally fake and, yeah. I, and I feel a little disappointed that it's something real instead
1: <laughs> yeah do you think it's like it's so ridiculous this can't be real but it actually is
3: That's yeah crazy.
1: Yeah, Yeah, I know our good pal Rick Dunsworth has watched this series like at least four times already.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's talking about it on our Discord. Speaking of Rick, holy fuck, dude, I forgot all about that. We ain't plugged this yet, and this is when I'm supposed to plug it. Guys, run over to GunsAndRadio.com, immediately Ah. following this podcast, because we've got a brand new show in our newly revamped Originals section of uh, GunsAndRadio.com. And it is titled, Banned, The uh, Misadventure of Rick Dunsford and Friends. And in this show, like, you guys think that the whole fucking Rick getting banned from Guns N' Roses is, is like, one of, like, the biggest stories. No, dude, this shit happened. Like, shit like that. That's the tip of the iceberg with this guy. (laughs) One thing I've learned from hanging out with Rick is shit just happens to Rick, like all the fucking time. Sometimes I'll admit, yeah, you know what? Sometimes it is his fault. A lot of times it's not, but one way or the no- one way or the other, he's got so many adventures. To, to tell and it is it's 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 really interesting and we hope you guys will enjoy it to hear what other kind of shit he's gotten into because all these stories are true
1: yeah I was going to say I've already been invited to come on so you'll definitely see me there in the future on, uh, on band
3: hopefully in weeks to come we will be adding a couple of new shows that section is going to get really interesting on the website to watch uh, pretty soon but speaking of things that were interesting on the internet Tiger King Joe Exotic The Real Life Jeff Jarrett and Road Dogg Uh, (laughs) wow I haven't uh, heard those
0: names in years
3: (laughs) (laughs) if you go to gunsandradio.com you'll find the episode there was a time which is what you're listening to now click on the the page for this episode and you will find an embedded video from YouTube of this music video Mm -hmm. so uh, Chris this was yours I feel like you should count us down since you chose the video
1: well before you uh count we count it down i say since it is 420 and this is probably something good to get high to i'd say get your joint your blunt whatever instrument or object you use marijuana get fucking stoned with marijuana get your letter ready (laughs) and fucking (laughs) rip one up and then we're going to count you down Hey, if you have brownies
0: like i did get those brownies ready
1: Edibles, yes, edibles are also welcome.
3: <laughs> I'll never do edibles again. That's one thing i share with you on that, Dan. Let's
1: count it down in five, four, three, two, one. Pressing play.
0: All right, white tigers.
3: Why does exotic animals and rednecks go so well together?
2: Nice.
1: They're both exotic.
0: Wait, is is he hunting the tiger? <laughs> Wait, hold on. so this is the so. guy?
1: This is him? Yeah, this is Joe Exotic right here.
0: So he's not singing?
1: <laughs> no, he's lip singing the whole fucking thing. I love that That's silver bright.
0: I don't understand. I don't understand what he is. Does he just love tigers? Does he have a tiger zoo?
1: He's a yeah, zoo he's owner. A yeah, private zoo owner basically. Yeah.
0: What, what the fuck? <laughs>
3: <laughs> he's standing on like oh my god <laughs> I saw a tiger and a tiger saw
0: him, man is he talking about fucking this tiger
1: <laughs> no he just loves tigers man You <laughs> know he like breeds the fuck out of them
3: like we figured out how oh so well, like I'm I'm meme. more
0: I'm really disturbed by this. the clouds. It's like the apocalypse. <laughs> That's not the last person I want to see on the apocalypse.
3: <laughs> Riding in on a white tiger?
0: Yeah,
3: yeah. <laughs> Strumming that guitar. <laughs> <laughs> he like, doesn't this know
2: what guy. the fuck he's doing with the guitar. Is car it car handcuffs? Like,
3: or... Does
0: he have handcuffs? It oh, leather like
3: he... pants. Check that out. Remember the last time we saw leather pants on this show?
0: <laughs> I would
3: say... uh I would say the quality of the performer has gone way down.
0: (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? I don't even know what to say anymore. (laughs) Alright, white truck. Tiger. Him.
3: Oh my god, his lip syncing is a trick. Oh, look at those clouds again.
1: (laughs) It's the clock. (laughs) Here's the thing.
0: Would this has 2 million almost 3 million views how many do you think it had before the series
1: probably like a, the tens of thousands maybe oh, wow, a shit
0: yeah you're you're not kidding it definitely skyrocketed I yeah. wish I knew how to find out
1: yeah because you know, people are like demanding his music be on Spotify now holy
3: shit really
1: <laughs> yeah dude this has been number one on Netflix for, like the last month this is scary Makes me think everything, of the rock about... five
3: hundred dollar shirt. Oh my god. I saw tiger. Tiger saw me. <laughs> oh tiger saw me. No, a tiger saw a man. Tiger saw a man, I'm sorry. That's what he say I believe, is that what he say? Yeah. No, so what is the song about? he saw a tiger
1: he saw a tiger and he was like save these
2: tigers
1: (laughs) yeah so like the description of the video says Joel Exotic co-produced his first music video to help protect and save tigers from China poaching and tiger farms
0: (laughs) I mean I guess I respect what he's doing he's just doing it in a crazy ass way
1: yes that's (laughs) Joel Exotic though in general he's a very like flamboyant eccentric character really yeah like he's yeah he's flamboyant in the case that he's like yeah he is gay but like it's weird because he has like three husbands oh right <laughs> yeah wow <laughs> it's like it's crazy but like well
0: yeah. that's yeah, that's my first experience with joe exotic and i gotta say a plus god damn it dude you, <laughs> you stumped
1: me I can't. yeah i got nothing <laughs> Listen, he may not be singing it, but that shit is fucking catchy. <laughs> oh,
3: tiger.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I wouldn't call it catchy. I wrote a
3: song a long time ago called I Saw a Bear. Uh,
0: <laughs> and mean, it's catchy uh,
3: for
1: the wrong reasons.
0: <laughs> catchy.
3: Uh, it's got. <laughs> it was cringy, but you know, I've played cringy shit on this show before. Yeah. every time I get to pick
1: one <laughs> I feel like you know I might as well cash in on the Tiger King hype before like, yeah oh, no oh. seriously that's a, that was
0: a really good idea I mean <laughs> I would have never if you didn't play that I would have never looked up anything about him <laughs> honestly dude it's a really
3: I don't want, parts of it are really funny but it's it's kind of a train wreck that you know is coming you know what I mean like it's well, at least those... I'm prepared if I ever do watch I'm prepared it's a train wreck It's a murder mystery, right? Am I right, Chris?
1: Pretty much, because, like, he has, like, this rivalry with Carol Baskin. Fuck Carol Baskin. (laughs) And so, like, this whole thing about, you know, because he's, like, a private zoo owner or whatever. And so he, like, breeds and owns, like, so many tigers. And she wants to, like, free the tigers of, like, abuse and captivity or whatever. But it's, like, she's also a fucking hypocrite because she's also putting them in cages and stuff yeah and then it's just a whole whirlwind but like if he, you see yeah.
3: if you see her tigers like they're in cages and shit but when you see his like they're they're in these they're not really they're in cages sometimes but most of the time they're running free in this caged in uh
0: field
1: yeah and, in he's, his in,
3: and he's in there playing with them and loving so it's on like them the and,
0: video the video is basically the show you get a taste of Joe Exotic. Yeah, like, you kind of get okay. a taste of, of the is. character. Hey, yeah, that's all I need. That's all I need to taste of Joe Exotic. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to taste any more of them.
3: I love that part, by the way.
2: By I like the whole yeah, feel
3: like... of the song the middle
0: the whole feel of it I just feel like it's very like epic from beginning to end
3: yeah I I can agree with that like it's got I hate to call them verses because it
0: doesn't really follow that format too much yeah there's one thing that keeps this song from being perfect for me and I'll talk about when it gets to it because I don't want to yeah
1: yeah I was going to say even speak on the intro like especially the intro and like that outro with the that sort of like choir there for a few seconds a little bit of orchestra layering in there i'm glad they added that to the final mix because like hearing previous demos of it it like the previous demos like if you were like the 01 or like an 06 demo like from like the leaks or whatever um it it sounds almost there but it's not the same without like those like that without the vocalizing yeah. yeah 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 Yeah, with like that orchestra and the choir that's like the the icing on the cake i would like i'd call it
3: yeah uh, that, that that adds a lot to me too because like, uh, I always called it the angel voice. I didn't know what to call mm-hmm. it. To me it always yeah, made me think okay. of like angels angel and voice. shit. So I always mm-hmm. said the angel voice. But uh, I remember to me the first time, when me and Rick were going to see GNR all these times, one of the show every show I would be like praying please let's either have uh, There Was a Time or Dead Flowers because I loved those two songs. And they were both so rare, equally rare, at that point in the mm-hmm. set list, that uh, either way it would have been a special show had they played those. So after I got Dead Flowers, I was always like, oh, let's do There Was a Time. And I never thought they, that we would do it, that we would ever get to see it. And then the first night that we went to Vegas, they hadn't played There Was a Time, but like... They they played it at the XM show, but they didn't play it on the DVD. And then after the XM show, they didn't play it again for that residency until the last two nights. And,
2: oh,
3: uh, oh, yeah. So I thought, and they would do that a lot. I was noticing that pattern. Where there was a time how they would play it a lot, and it was like at a batch of shows I had no intention of being at. <laughs> then when my shows would come along, they'd change it to Raff or something. <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. I forgot about riffraff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and so, um, we're sitting there, and, uh, I don't remember what song come before that, but I know the, the lights went off, and, uh, I was with people that i had been, you know, fucking gambling with and shit all day, we had a huge group of us that were all together in the front row, and had been together all day, and, uh, we all started chanting, there was a time in unison, and, uh, like, uh, you see them moving around. Like, I don't know if that had anything to do with it at all. Hmm. Part of me wants to tell myself it does. Yeah. Like, maybe they did that because of us yelling it so much. But, uh, in reality, probably not. Let's just be real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh,. Anyway when the when uh, the angel voice started and that that purple at the time the lighting scheme was purple started slowly rising up on the stage dude, that fucking pit exploded <laughs> and uh, uh, the only thing I really heard after the angel voice. I could hear the music sometimes, but it was mostly the crowds going like broken glass and cigarette. You know what I That's mean? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> awesome. But yeah, so I've got good memories tied with, and the fact that it's there was a fucking time. I think we can all agree that this is one of the best songs ever.
0: Oh yeah, it's up there. It's up there. It's a really fucking epic song. And it, like I said, there's just one thing for me that kind of halts that, but it all around it's insane. Let's go back
3: well at the beginning here the lyrics and stuff the woman that it's about I think we that's Stephanie Seymour right yeah. uh I guess yeah like it's that's definitely a little, Stephanie
1: yeah, Seymour probably wrote it yeah about her yeah it's a Stephanie Seymour song
3: because didn't GNR Central do a breakdown of like on the way to your last call because she's a model and you know what I mean and stuff like that
1: yeah, because the first line, well, the broken glass, cigarettes on the wall, whatever, it was actually apparently stated by Axel. it was based on a real fight he had, glass was thrown, and then something written in lipstick on the wall. So so that part that just played, that is the part
0: that stops me from saying it's a perfect song. What was it? That the, the breakdown in the middle, where it's like, it was a long time for you, it was a long, like, it just ruins the flow of the song for me. So they do it, like, two or three times throughout the whole length of the song, and it just kills the momentum for me. So when it does that, it just becomes, like, another song, a song that, like, is not as good as the whole song should be for me. So when it does that, I'm, like, feeling it, and then when I'm listening to my headphones and that part comes down, I'm like, it's been a long time for you. I'm like, eh. Like, if I have to go through this to get to, like, the epic scream or the epic guitar solo, I'm fine, but... For me, that's the only thing that stops it from being like a perfect song.
3: It that that's not the only time that it switches directions altogether, but I can mm. see it being jarring, kind of right there.
0: But yeah, uh, that's a good word for it. That's a really good word for it.
3: To me, the when it gets back into the flow that you're used to, that it sets up at the beginning, right yeah. there. To me that's kind of like the solution to the melody. I agree. So like while it does jar you, it brings you back on course. But then here in a minute we're going to change course altogether. Okay, so now here's where we're going to start really building up to uh, the the second, what's the word I'm looking for, act of the song?
0: Part
1: two, I guess. Basically the second half, like that bridge and then, yeah.
0: I just want to say the orchestra too dude, everything's but... fucking primo in this song like dude. yeah the build-up once it gets to the point where yeah he's screaming in the background behind all the instruments it's just you like euphoric in a weird way
1: mm-hmm. absolutely
0: yeah do we know if
1: this orchestra? Is, yeah.
0: is that a legit orchestra or is that
3: synthetic
1: um knowing him some. it's probably but... synthetic there's there's both because I I have the liner notes here from the album. The so orchestra is credited to Marco Beltrami and Paul Buckmaster, but there's also a synth orchestra that's done by Dizzy Reed, Axel Rose, and Chris Pittman.
3: Oh, okay, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: and also the Mellotron is also done by Chris Pittman.
3: Ah, oh, nice.
1: Yeah, so like we give Pittman shit, but like he was very like I'm influential good at his job. in the sound yeah. of this album. Like absolutely.
0: Yeah. Now is this busy or is this actual On piano? Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure.
1: Actually, Paul Tobias on piano.
0: Oh wow! <laughs> oh, really?
1: Paul fucking Tobias. He's actually oh, credited. It. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I was not okay. expecting that. I was not, that was a twist. I didn't see coming.
1: Yeah, so like he's credited along with Axel and Disney as like the writers of the song. Wow.
0: Hm. Here we go. Here we go. Here
2: we go. Yep. Yeah.
3: Okay, I'm gonna pause right there as hard as it it is so hard not to just <laughs> listen to this song, but uh, we have to pause for uh for a segment here. We are going to listen to slash's version of this guitar solo mm-hmm. now, but then we're gonna come back and compare it to the album version and choose a winner
1: mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. So it's Slash against, because it says the guitar solos here are done by both Robin Fink and Buckethead. And
0: Buckethead. Oh, okay.
1: Yeah, it's so Robin Fink and Buckethead versus Slash.
0: May the best Ashbo win, right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Winner gets a free case of Ashpa water. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> what is that called again? Is it just called Ashpa water? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. All right,
3: here's Slash playing the solo to There Was a Time. What? Where did we take this from? The same one we always take them from.
1: Yeah, from the forum in Englewood,
2: 2017. I'm not feeling.
0: I don't like Slash's version.
3: Uh, to me, it kind of sounded like somebody was trying to play the guitar solo to "There Was a Time" that doesn't know
0: how it goes. A- exactly, a hundred percent. I agree.
1: I think that's like Slash with a lot of these Chai Dem songs. Like, there's a couple where he does like his own like take on it, and it's interesting. You know, like with uh, like Chai Dem or Better, what they do though that those couple songs live, they're really good. But for, like the other like 70 percent of the, the Dem songs they played. Not really. I don't know. It just does not doesn't it the same way.
3: I mean, it yeah, was cool like he to doesn't... hear Slash's take on them, but like when Bumblefoot and Bucket played your solos, yeah, yeah. they changed them up a little bit, but they yeah. pretty much played them the way they go.
1: Yeah. This is not exactly. yeah. This like Slash wasn't made for Chinese democracy. Like his like, like typical like guitar sound and his style was not made for this album.
0: And you know I he can do it. Point. He's he's yeah. fucking Slash.
1: He just wasn't made for this vision, and like, there's a reason why he wasn't part of this album.
0: And that's why he got that fax in 1996. <laughs> what fax? Mm-hmm. The fax that he got fired, remember? Oh.
1: Or, or he fucking quit the band every other week.
0: Oh, or he quit, yeah, whatever story, yeah, whoever's yeah. autobiography is right.
1: Listen, Slash, Slash doesn't want to say it, but he's got just as big of a fucking ego as Axel does. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just I don't know why people liked them more.
3: All right, now let's hear the version we all know and love.
1: Back to the album.
2: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Actually, I meant to start this part. This part starts at a different time in the album than that version. So in all fairness, it's not gonna start until after this. so hard to just like talk and stuff right now
0: yeah i just want to listen to the solo yeah, i do too but we're doing a
3: podcast though. and i don't know how much of this is cool for us to just listen to will <laughs> give it up just a minute mm-hmm. that bass mm-hmm. right there is just epic too right there the bass breakdown is insane
1: Shout out to the general Tommy Simpson.
3: Yeah. So, what do you guys think? Which of those two uh, was your favorite? Do you like Slash or the or the album version better? Uh, album version. I album think I version. know. Well, I, well, I'm talking to the, the other people. We all said. I think I know what <laughs> version the Twitter the Twitter verse is going to pick because they always pick
1: the and The
3: All right. Let's get to the ending. of time now
1: twat
0: what
3: I refuse to call this song twat I have never <laughs> called it twat right. and I will never call it twat because I the, the I am not going to degrade this song <laughs> by calling it twat Hey Axel did it himself I well, know listen, he did it himself yeah. that's fine it's his song
1: <laughs> and I mean, he, that's probably his feelings you know towards the <laughs> toward the woman <laughs> But yeah, to me, yeah. it's
3: just such an epic, epic song. That'd be like the same sacrilege, in my opinion, as calling November rain novrain.
0: no rain, uh-huh. no rain. Yeah, like no you rain. know, or
1: just November.
3: <laughs> November, yeah. Was that was it? Rain song, Guns N' and Roses say?
1: Do you remember the twenty-first <laughs> night of November?
3: <laughs> that
1: was it. Oh, r- remake
3: uh mm-hmm. anything else anybody else wants to add to there was a time
1: um I was gonna say I like I just like was like fond of this now I'm, like that sort of like from the first solo onwards like after the bridge it kind of reminds me of like you know if you've ever listened to a lot of like thrash metal especially like Metallica where it would build up mm-hmm. and then like the last like two minutes where it, like just completely like flips the script on the song that's like kind of what forgive. reminds me of yeah kind of like that or like uh, like a seek and destroy where you're used to the same riff like the first like three four minutes and then then, like it it just like it just flips the script and it goes like super fast pace kind of like oh day that never come it was like kind of like that where it's very like slow pace and it was like fucking like off the rails like super fast that's what it kind of reminds me of like that like the last like two three minutes of like thrash metal where it's just like we're going fast now we're just gonna like fuck this shit but like in a good way
3: to me, what I can say negatively, uh, like Dan made some good points about how the the course is a little jarring for the verses at the first section. Um, mm-hmm. To me, what I don't like about the first section is uh, the lyric about Near the Man That You Gave Head. Because for such a song where everything else is such perfect, so perfect, there's a way to make that more elegant. Yeah, it's kind of grimy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like to, you can say something like that, but there's a different approach that I think could be could should have been taken for that lyric, considering. But I mean, fuck. You're, when you're writing this, you don't know if you've got a hit on your hands. You know what I mean? Like you're making it mm-hmm. probably for the artist is making it for himself first.
1: Yeah, so. absolutely. Yeah.
3: I mean... But, like, that's probably my only bitch about it. Like, uh... Like, you could say near the man that you brought in... And that would make that... That would make that... Or the man that you took in... Or some shit like that. You know what I mean? Like, there's Mm -hmm. ways of going about that... To make that part a little less trashy. And, uh... But, I mean... In my opinion, what happens next after that completely forgives any slips
0: Mm -hmm. yeah i agree yeah even the the parts i don't like everything after the second time they do that like jarring like long time for you everything after that just wipes that away because it's just on a roll it goes off the rails but in like the perfect way yeah that's that thing everybody with music
3: theory is talking about. Guns and Roses, how they're always right there at the edge of going off the rail. <laughs> <And> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: Pretty good, yeah, pretty much. <laughs>
3: yeah. It does reflect yeah. that. Uh, ratings,
0: yeah. Dan. Do you want to go first? Since uh, I'm definitely going to say a four. If I do, if I have to do solids, a four point five. If I can do halves, because that one thing really ruins it for me listening to it a lot more. Mm-hmm. Sure, sure. Unfortunately, because when yeah. I do listen to it, I'm like, "Holy shit, this song's epic," and when I saw it live, I'm like, "This fucking song's amazing," but it just, it kind of like, it just kills me a little bit the the parts I don't like. Chris,
1: yes, uh, going on that, I can like, can see, I can see like your point, Dan, on like that, like first chorus hits, but to me, I feel it's more like, like, like it's like. It does kind of throw you a bit off Kildred, but I think in a good way. Like, if you're listening to the song, it's not like... You know, you're listening, it's like, oh, it's very, like, soft, whatever. And then, like, you know, the song sort of kicks into a different gear. You Like, you know, like... uh, Like, shit's about to, like, happen, basically. So
0: your theory is it's essential for that to do that in order for the song to be better? To kind of act, I think, as... Yes no. Yeah.
3: What's the word I'm looking for? Prelude, if you will? Uh give you a uh, yeah. foreshadowing
0: yeah
1: yeah okay the I get of violence. Okay. Yeah. I mean it's crazy enough I think like this song has grown with me like on me over time sort of because like when I first got my hands on Trident like the album this was always one like I was never into but then like later on like I really like got hooked on the song and like and now it's pretty much I can see why a lot of other like hardcore fans call this like an epic like a very underrated song and it's it's one that I will like never skip anymore. So I'm going to give this a perfect five out of five. Damn. All right.
3: Uh, for me, I did give my, uh, my negative to it, what I thought about it. Um, but like we were talking about earlier, like everything that happens following that completely, uh, redeems it from having a trap it's guns and roses Why? Well, <laughs> like they, they have so many songs about fuck they have they recorded themselves fucking a woman in the in, in the studio <laughs> I yeah, <got> yes. me. <laughs> so i mean to have that little bit of sleaze in there i guess is perfectly forgivable because of who we're dealing with here yeah um bringing the sleaze back and it doesn't affect the parts. The parts for me that are the best is uh, after uh, the I would do anything for you. And then that guitar comes back in. As soon as that guitar hits and it's like, wow, wow, wow. Dude, that shit just fucking sends chills down my blood. Like I'm fucking getting chills right now just thinking. Just talking about,
0: about, about it. it. Yeah, <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: like, yeah. Like that part moves me. Uh,. In a way, and then it takes me way up here. to I love this shit. So by the time it starts to trinkle down at the end, it's it's just, I'm, I'm, I'm in a place where I could listen to it all day, but I know it's about over. But it comes to such a satisfying conclusion. It's like sometimes you'll yeah. hear a song. Like I listen to a lot of Irish drinking songs. <laughs> as weird <laughs> as this is. And those songs are catchy and they're fun, but they don't seem to last long enough you know what I mean like you might Mm -hmm. rewind it and I'm gonna hear that again you rewind it this one comes to such a satisfying conclusion that even though I could sit there and listen to uh, a 15 like 3 more minutes of this shit
0: can you imagine if there was a longer version fuck
3: yeah (laughs) right yeah. But like the conclusion, when it comes because well, it starts with Angel's voice and then it ends by the time it gets to that dun 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 dun, and the the musically you get that solution, but then you get a a second solution to everything at the final end when the when the with the outro with the voices. And uh, live the song sucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: um, I mean like in 06, it was all right, but it hasn't been like that since.
3: But on the album, I feel like it's one of the most. Uh, If not perfect, definitely closest to perfect uh, songs uh, I can think of. The only other song I can think of that gives me chills on a certain note like that is... uh, The second guitar solo to Any Way You Want It by Journey. Uh, Really? Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, dude. That one fucking... That one fucking moves me as well. But uh, for that, uh, because I can feel it and... Not just through my ears, but in my body.
1: Yeah. <laughs>
3: this yeah. gets a perfect five out from me, too. All mm-hmm. right. I love this song. It's yeah. one of my favorite songs. Two, five, two
0: fives and a, four and a four and a half. Not too bad.
1: Not yeah. bad, not bad. Like, yeah. If Street of Dreams was like the equivalent of November Rain, this is like the equivalent of another Strange.
3: Let us know your thoughts on Twitter and in our Discord. And uh, yeah, on Instagram. And Instagram, that's right.
1: All yeah, the yeah. good ways. Against that 200 follower goal.
3: That's right, and uh, we do need to make one more. Uh, I do need to say one more thing before we spin the wheel. Uh, you've got two more weeks, and this is a message. You know, we talked about it. Vaxel Rose is listening. Let's hope he's got oh, yeah. this far and hadn't got Or slash, if he can figure or, or Duff. Yeah, if they can figure out how to, yeah, how to. Turn on the things that we all can release music on every day for free. Yo,
1: James music. anyone in the band. I think Frank <laughs> Ferrer was this James. podcast, so shout out.
3: Hey, if you're listening, we know how to release new music. If you want to hit us up, we'd be happy to show you for free. <laughs> uh, yeah,
1: <laughs>
3: stupidest excuse I ever heard. Yeah. Anyway, uh, the uh, if Guns N' Roses releases something, I threw down a gauntlet. By anything studio recorded by well what did i say may 1st is Mm -hmm. we gave it six months may 1st is that deadline get it together guys put something out because if you do one of our listeners wins a dr pepper (laughs) one of our Mm -hmm. listeners we won't buy everybody in the country a dr pepper because we all know how that happened how that worked out last time so (laughs) So we've come up with a much more manageable contest. We're going to buy one person a Dr. Pepper.
1: Yes, one person a Dr. Pepper and a, a special episode. They're the only person that's going to listen to it besides uh, us.
3: I wasn't going to tell them that. But...
1: <laughs> well, I mean, we have to. We're recording. We know what the fuck's going on.
3: <laughs> yes, and uh, don't forget, guys, if that happens, you'll also win a special episode of this podcast that only you get to hear. So that's something uh, something to look forward to. And it won't be just like GN Extra where we just kind of hang out and fuck off. It'll mm-hmm. actually be a legit episode. We'll, we'll do you right. It may not be an hour long, but we'll do you right. And uh, with that... Oh yeah, in the end of that contest, go to our Discord. There's a special section of the Discord app where you can uh just comment anything on once you comment you can only enter the drawing once uh but once you comment you are entered so nice your name may be drawn to get that free podcast that nobody else has heard yeah uh, <laughs> Floyd were prohibited and all that other free dr pepper free podcast episode free. Yeah, to listen to while you drink your dr
2: pepper yeah it's
1: a good combination yeah yeah, yeah. And uh-huh. I assure you, since you know we did a cover a Chinese rock song, it will not be, like, botched like it was in 2008. I assure you that.
3: <laughs> we hope not. Could you imagine if we were able to botch it as bad? Oh <laughs> my! Like, There's
0: no way.
1: I was going to say. Oh,
3: don't you challenge us?
1: <laughs> I'm going to say, what are we doing? <laughs> <Consumers> management. <laughs> Marijuana? With the, you want to spin the wheel? Let's spin the wheel. then <laughs> can't top that.
3: <laughs> Let's find out what we're doing next week.
0: Here comes the rain by izzy Straglin. Here comes the rain. Here comes the rain. Here comes the rain, brother. Another another yeah. Izzy Stradlin. That's like the fifteenth Izzy Stradlin song, right? Uh fifth. I don't think
1: we're up there, yet. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like five or six. You
0: got
3: the five part right. Yeah, I got uh, one of the numbers right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean we I think have we done more? Well, we've done uh an equal amount. It's it's leaning toward either Izzy or Dam is what the band yeah. is what the uh the wheel likes to give us. Is either Izzy <laughs> yeah. or Chai Dam.
0: The wheel is the wheel is becoming sentient. She's, I know. She's dude. choosing her own now. Yeah, as fuck now.
3: That is our director of the show. How weird is that? Our entire yes. existence on this show, dudes. When you really think about it,
1: based our, on AI,
3: our boss is a fucking robot.
1: <laughs> Literally.
3: Could you imagine if like this show ever got big? and what's all we did for a living? Our boss. <laughs> would literally rope? be a fucking app on a phone. Ew.
1: Yeah. Whoa. It's an Android. <sighs> <sighs> I was say, yeah, at least it's not a sex doll, so that's good.
0: Marijuana. I, what if I, our I boss, disagree. What, what if our boss was a sex doll?
3: I, <laughs> I disagree that that's worse.
0: <laughs> yeah, but <'Cause then>, <laughs>
1: like... We'll talk more about that in GN Extra. I think it would get a mind of its own and fuck you instead of you fucking it. You never know. Until next week, uh, I'm
3: Dustin Bones.
1: And I'm Chris Caputo. See you next week. Peace. Peace.
2: want to.